Well, well, well. Dear friends, we're back. It's time. Knights of Evening Star, Season 4. We're here. We're ready to play some Dungeons & Dragons. I'm Mark Humes, also known as Sherlock Humes. And I'm joined by four amazing people who I've missed very dearly. Uh, but we're here to play some Dungeons & Dragons and rule a kingdom is what we're here to do. I'm joined by the wonderful Mika Burton, Jonathan Indovino, a.k.a. Shady Penguin, Anna Prosser, and Nate Sharp. Oh, my friends... It's so good to see you. It has been far too long since we have played this wonderful game. And so I'm much just, has happened. So We've been all over happened. the world. <laughs> if only, if only that were true for me. Uh, we've been in so, we've we've been together so much during this you. global. <laughs> Mika's having a party. I'm sorry. I just I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like coming in and out. Sorry. Oh, secretly out of We've discovered filters. Discovered we're all different Zoom people. Filters, and this is really pretty. So I'm gonna leave it on for the rest. <laughs> I'm nice. so sorry. I'm focused. I'm focused. That's fine. That's fine. Hello? This is this is the chaos I miss. This is. This is the this is the kind of D and D that is actually played at tables where people this, are like, check out this filter I got on my phone. <laughs> this makes me think that in case anyone is just starting to watch the show in this mm. our season four, that season four. we should introduce ourselves because we always introduce our characters, oh, yeah. but we should also introduce like the real person if that exists. Are you telling that me Zara is Zara's fantastic- not a real person? No, I'm not telling you that. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's do that. The other thing I was going to mention as well, if, if this is if, if just, you've got the, the cadence going down. I was going to say, uh, welcome everybody. If you are brand new to Knights of Evening Star, if you're a first time watcher, I'm going to give you like a overview of the campaign and a little recap as well. Uh, you might also notice some little funny comments from our white text friend who will be dropping in their own little hints of humor along the way. Uh, keep an eye out for them. Who are they? It's a mystery. You'll, you'll have to try and figure that out. But no, Anna, that's a great idea. I think we should... Uh, uh, go around, starting with yourself, um, and do a little introduction of who we are as players and, and people, real people in Earth, in the real world. That's where we are, isn't it? Earth. It is. So we've been told. <laughs> so we've been told. Simulate, yes. Simulation Earth 101. Yes, that's where we I are. I know what I'm using my intro for now. Thank you. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Anna Prosser. You may know me mostly from hosting things in the geek and gaming world, but I spend a lot of my time playing Dungeons and Dragons. I play Evelyn, who's originally, actually originally from a misclicks campaign, but most well known from Dice Camera Action and now exists in the Acquisitions Incorporated universe. Uh, so you see me playing at PAX quite a bit. What? Is Evelyn a planeswalker? She's either that or maybe just a group of clones of the same person. <laughs> okay, nice. Uh, I like that theory. That's yeah, a good theory. We, we, that has been proven very a couple omen. times, so we'll see. Mm. It is very omen. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I do performing art stuff, and I have a dog named Niski, and Mika also has a dog. Segway. Oh, uh, I was like, I do. You're right. Um, hi, I'm Mika Burton. Uh, you may know me from Overwatch League or Critical Role or my dog whose name is Rini. That's the most important thing about me. But also I have a horse now and his, oh my God. Between season three and four, I got a horse. You got a whole Ooh. horse. I got a whole <laughs> horse. IRL. One horse. I got one horse. Hilariously, I named my horse Aragorn now that I remember it in Evening Star. And my real horse, his name is Aragorn. I, that wasn't on purpose, but now it means a lot to me. That's fake. This game is powerful. It's very powerful. It now, when best your dreams. When do I become a sorcerer? That's yeah. That's mm, the next step. Mm, <laughs> that's yeah. That's <laughs> what I want to know. When do I get to become all powerful mage of creation? 
that's the next <laughs> two years, probably. Two years, two. yeah. Sure, One sure, and a sure. half. Um, and I guess that's really, that's, that's it for me. I, I act and I cosplay and I hate talking about myself. Duh, shady. Hey guys, uh, the simulation is... Oh God. <laughs> no, <okay. laughs> Hi guys, I'm Shady. Uh, <laughs> you may know me. Don't hide uh, the truth. Listen, they're not ready. This is a they're season finale discussion. Season finale discussion, I will reveal the simulation. For now, <laughs> you may have seen me uh, in my giant debuts of... Uh, miserable at best cover on nate wants to battles channel it's where most people know me from uh other than that i've played a couple of video games on twitch and youtube i've also had the pleasure of playing in some uh fun dnd campaigns here on the channel including lights of evening star and uh yeah i've been playing dnd for a couple of years i am a father of three i sleep sometimes nate <laughs> hey i'm nathan sharp also known as nate wants to battle you might know me as the guy who made those uh, Attack on Titan TikTok songs and also the guy from the Five Nights at Freddy's musical. Incredible. (laughs) Incredible. Sorry, that was the best intro, I think. You may know me as the Attack on Titan TikTok guy. <laughs> or the oh, really? musical guy. Or the Yo, honestly, I, Nate's oh, really got me. actually so good. Yeah, and that's the thing. He's, yeah. oh, it's, wait, wait really no, you me. may know him as one of the best covers of Death of a Bachelor that I've ever heard my entire life, guy. Oh, How about man. that? You there might know him as the, who is that Pokemon? It's Pikachu TikTok. I did that one too. Wait. It, Wait. No, I, no, it's Pikachu. Yeah, not, yeah, not the, oh. the good ending. The I good thought ending. he was the good fairy guy. I was like, yeah, I'm in the geez. presence of royalty. Oh, no, <laughs> mean I, royalty. I the other one. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Are you, Mark? Mark, who are uh, you? Who, who, that, oh god that's a question and a half who am i this is a family um, question too don't don't go that there. is one uh, i'm mark humes i'm sherlock humes you may know me as sherlock humes i'm the dungeon master for a uk a british uh D show called high rollers D. uh you may have also seen me on critical role uh where i played a guest character i also ran a my little pony one shot as well uh on there i've appeared in various D things here on wizards of the coast i've hosted stuff along with anna at D events and all that sort of stuff um i've, I've started doing a little bit of cosplay myself here and there a little bit of playing around on instagram um and yeah that's kind of my jam as well but i'm mainly a dm and that's what i'm known for i'm i'm the british dm uh that's pretty much my whole personality so i mean british british uh, i'm a british dm you did it yeah. once you gotta gotta carry it for gotta keep it up for me uh, and that's it that's who i am and that's who we are uh and who we are in this particular context is uh the players and the dungeon master for knights of evening star which is a campaign set in cormir which is a kind of lesser known eastern part of the forgotten realms uh east of the sword coast uh, that you may be familiar with and it's a land of knights and nobility and all of that kind of good stuff um and our players uh, are all stewards for the land of Evening Star, which is a small village, um, and they are charged to help it prosper and grow. And they've gone on many adventures. Um, and now that we've introduced who we are as real people, we're now going to introduce who our characters are. <laughs> So that you get a full understanding. You have a full realization of this world that we've built. Um, and we're going to go in reverse order. So we're going to start nice. with Nate. You're really British? British. Huh. I thought you were Australian. <laughs> I thought it that's was. It. No, that's it. I am Australian I it was just as well. For flavor. And the Canadian. <laughs> flavor text. Everywhere. Um, so I am playing Clive of the Wildmane, a Leonin barbarian of wild magic. I wanted a character that was just the most chaotic thing I could so I can justify being as stupid as possible in combat. 
and, you- and a big lion magic barbarian man with a Scottish accent, Scottish brogue. Perfect. And me now, right? That's my, yeah, turn, it's my you turn. now. It's I just jump in. Hi, guys. I'm also not just Shady Daddy Penguin. I am Tarkle oh. Crown Silver, uh, a wood elf, rogue warlock, once common man, now noble, half brother to my sister over there, which I don't know if that's for the layout, just for Zoom. Uh, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a rogue mostly, but I've dabbled in warlock hood because I'm in love. And you know what? Love makes you do literally crazy insane things, things. like times ignore have we told you don't stick your dick in crazy and listen yet, here we i are. i haven't even kissed willow song yet how dare you use that language about my love <laughs> i think i've held her hand once twice maybe yeah there's been like there was a there was a lean on the shoulder a that was lean? like a kind of yeah there was a lean there was uh-huh. a lot of fading to black we don't know what's happening you know what that's neither here nor there what is here Top is almost. how amazing azara looks all the time Leave enough wow. room for Lathander. Wow. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, I play Azara Mithras. She is a uh, high elf sorcerer cleric, a uh, blue dragon sorcerer, and a tempest cleric. Lots of lightning pew pew powers. Um, she is the magister of Evening Star, which means that she is in charge of all of the magical here too and what Stuff. for stuff um and she's uh, a little full of herself uh but she needs to be for a position of power um but you know inside she's a little vulnerable and soft and just wants people to like her and uh she may or may not have a huge crush on the uh night captain of evening star Alyssa. I, mm-hmm. we haven't established anything you know spoiler alert she does she she yeah. does well she yeah. does um yeah. and uh yeah, and she really likes expensive clothes. <laughs> That's pretty true. much it. That's also true. And Speaking her best of expensive friend, clothes. She likes her best friend. Agnes. Is that me? Is that yeah, me? Oh, you. Yeah. Uh, Agnes also likes expensive clothes, but totally would hate it if you knew that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Agnes grew up noble, so she's part of the royal family of, of Cormier. You are, large, yes, right? you are a noble house. Of the, you are the crown noble. silver house. It's one of the noble houses. It's like a yeah. multiple off the current lineage, you know, lineage thing. So in, in line for the throne, but quite a ways off. Right. But she thinks that's totally uncool and has spent <laughs> her teenage through young adult years trying to point out how far above that idea of nobility she is and how she's much more for the common people. So she spent a lot of time out in the forest as a wood elf, you know, hanging out with the fire druids. Uh, she's a druid from the Circle of Wildfire. And she has a um, wildfire spirit named Candor, who's a little bird. And uh, so she really, really does care about people and about being a good ruler, but also whenever it gets too close to being uh, to leaning on her noble roots, she gets a little insecure about it. And she is uh, Tarkal's sister, half-sister. And so she's kind of taken on trying to teach him how to be a ruler. But it gets really confusing as she's riding that knife's edge between, like, nobility is stupid, but also let me teach you what you need to know to mm. be a noble ruler. So. Sometimes enjoying the privilege as well, like, without realizing that I think Agnes oh, knows yeah. that she's enjoying the privilege of oh, the yeah. nobility. Absolutely. Um, 
And yeah, that's our cast. We have a, a quite a, a wide cast of NPCs that you'll meet. Um, and to bring you up to speed, because this is season four, but this is kind of a perfect place to jump in because we've had a lot of adventures. We've had a lot of stuff going on, but now it's time to kind of reconvene, um, and focus on the threats, uh, and the dangers of, of in Cormir, but also on expanding and growing this, this, you know, uh, burgeoning town of Evening Star. Uh, after inheriting the responsibility of Evening Star, the party cleared out some bandits and learned of strange fey connections. They began to develop the town and became embroiled in a minor assassination plot in the nearby city of Arabel. The previous commander of Evening Star's military pursued some personal foes uh, and ultimately left the party to seek answers and restore his brother's soul. Um, but afterwards, a boisterous Leonin from the Feywild came to appraise the town and the people of Evening Star as conflicts grew between the plains. The party then took on a quest for a noble woman to recover a lost heirloom. However, found the castle ruins it lay within were corrupted by the Shadowfell. The party traveled into the shadowy plain to power an artifact needed to destroy a shadow dragon. And then following these jaunts into the Shadowfell, the party took a much-deserved rest at an enchanted day spa, thanks to a magic book. But their relaxing weekend was ruined by a trio of hags who had taken over the spa and cursed various guests, including Evening Star's own commander, Elissa Dawnwhisper. The party managed to undo the curse and cause the hags to flee, returning from the spa, uh, the, returning the spa to the uh, property of the original priestess before heading back to their town. Um, and most recently, as part of D&D Celebration, you took part in the Great Dragon Tawny, oh, yeah. which is a kind of uh, event that takes place in Cormir, where you befriended a, a dragon, and a brass dragon, a young brass dragon, uh, Lolithia, uh, who is also now sort of a, you know, a connection, a sort of an ally that you have gained and who will uh, occasionally stop by Evening Star and may be available um, as an ally in times of need. Yes, Mika. I love the hand. Is this the first time we've learned Alyssa's last name? Uh, no, I think it's been said. I think Are it's, we sure? Because that seemed super new to me. Uh, it was probably mentioned in like episode one and okay. then never mentioned ever again. And that was a long time ago. That's so. Fair. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, thought her I mean, last name was the Blade Captain. Yes, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, is is Dawn Whisper. So hmm. that is really her, cool so you know, you said Dawn Whisper twice, and even on the second time, I heard Thornberry, and now I hear <laughs> Gold not Elizabeth <laughs> I blame the fog. Okay, oh, yeah, I love it. Uh, I also my... have a question. Yes, question. This is the perfect time for questions. We had a horse. And oh, yeah, we tend to lose track of these things. Mm. So I just wanted to make sure we befriended this horse that existed kind of between realms. It was like a shadow, shadow, shadow thoroughbred. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, a, I can't remember their name. Oh, that's but it was a shame. Cool. Wasn't it like oh. it, it was why would, why, uh, if you don't even remember their name, would that horse really be your friend anymore? I don't know. Look, Agnes, only a day has gone by. <laughs> Anna, months have gone by. <laughs> uh, yes, there was indeed a shadowy horse. That was you. You found them uh, outside Castle Braywinter, where you were sent to find this relic. Uh, the, the horse was uh, called Shroud. Shroud. Um, and yes. Yeah, the streamer. I remember now. Yeah. Right. 
I don't think about those things when I'm naming cool fantasy horses. I'm like, do you know what's a cool shadowy name for a horse? Shroud. Yeah, that's really cool. And then it's just like, lol, lol, FPS gamer. Like, <laughs> great, cool. Uh, but yes, Shroud is a shadow horse. Uh, as And I am, to my understanding, you have brought them back to Evening Star. Uh, and they, for the most part, they, they, they are just a normal war horse. But they do allow the rider once per day to basically uh, become ethereal uh, and travel in the oh. ethereal realm. I um, do have written down that the horse we had at the beginning of the campaign was named Brigid. Yeah. My horse. And those horses still exist. Uh, yeah, so just have not Shroud had much and Brigid are hanging out and whatever yeah. the horse was that Mika had Aragorn. as well. Can Literally Mika Aragorn. have yes. ethereal half Brigid baby? Maybe. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Well, this is going to bring us to an interesting point because uh, this is actually a good segue. Um, so you do have these things. You have these horses that you had at the beginning of the campaign and you have Shroud. However, I mean, since bringing them back to Evening Star, you've had to, you've been forced to keep them just in the keep's main courtyard because there is no stable in oh. Evening Star. You do not have a formal stable anywhere. And this brings me on to a thing. I have been doing, in our break, I've been doing some tweaking. I've been doing some work. And uh, to make, to kind of represent this focus on the idea of expanding Evening Star as a kingdom, because you've, you've managed to, you know, secure it as a town. And it's this small little village, small town. But now the ambition of like, well, what do we do with it? How are we going to grow it? What are we going to build this into? And so if you would like to head on over to Roll20, um, I have made a map uh, which represents Evening Star as the small town it is currently. Okay, so you should hopefully be able to see uh, this map that I have I've built, this gridded map, and that is going to show off the buildings that you have already kind of worked for and you've, you've met with the NPCs and you've built these relationships with. But you'll see that there's quite a lot of um, empty empty plots uh, and there is a lot of empty space. You know, Evening Star at the moment is this very small town village with only a few houses. Now, the area of Evening Star that you guys control and run is a little bit bigger than this. Um, and so I'm going to take you over to the region. Um, and this is a hex grid, and this is based on the Cormier map in the Forgotten Realms. Um, and you will see in the kind of middle there, there is a kind of purple border around Evening Star. And these actually represents the lands that you control, because not everybody in your kingdom lives in the town of Evening Star. There's farms on, you know, on the outskirts. There's, you know, small communities and things like that. You also have like the bridge and the keep as well. Um, but, this is very, very small, and there is so much potential for you to, as you know, powerful adventurers, to build Evening Star into something much, much bigger. Um, and so there's a lot of cool mechanics. But to kind of set this in a narrative sense, um, I thought that maybe sort of a week after you return from the Dragon Tawny, um, both your Seneschal, Dusk, uh, a purple tiefling with one broken horn um, who used to walk with a cane, he doesn't walk with a cane anymore, um, uh, very well-dressed, but still kind of like a common man, uh, as well as uh, Commander Alyssa. I've given her a new title of Commander, Acting Commander, uh, to represent that she is currently the person who is running the military of Evening Star. She is the one leading the patrols, organizing the troops, training them, and stuff like that because of the departure of 
Marcel, your former master of arms. So Commander Elissa uh, and and your Seneschal Dusk basically draw, draw you know ask you to join them in your keep uh, for a a meeting. Um, and your your uh, what are they? Your housekeeper Audrey and Nigel, your butler, uh, have kind of prepared everything, and a table has been cleared. Um, and yeah, Dusk and Elissa kind of stand to greet you. Elissa in her full plate armor, her sort of long dark hair spilling around her shoulders. Um, she kind of stands to attention very rigidly in a in a knight's training, uh, whereas Dusk kind of claps his hands and clasps his hands and looks and he's like, oh, my lords and ladies, uh, my good uh, magister and uh, good Mr. Clive, um, welcome. We wanted to, uh, Alyssa and I wanted to speak with you. Uh, we've been doing some um, evaluating of Evening Star based on, you know, we know that you've had a lot of things going on with that business to that shadowy castle and then your your trip to this, uh, this temple that you visited um, and then the tournament. But we've been looking at a few things and uh, we want to know what it is you want to achieve with Evening Star, where you want to expand, what you want to do, how you want to develop uh, the town and, and you know what your ambitions really are. Uh, there's also a few other things to discuss, both Alyssa and I, Commander Alyssa and I, my forgive, uh, apologies. We have some ideas of things that we should think we should look into. Um, I also have a, a, some notes about some things that were left perhaps a little unfinished. Um, and then there are also a few other matters uh there are various positions here in evening star that could still potentially be filled um as a council of advisors and things like that um what do you did you have time for this discussion uh, is is this something that is uh, amenable to you how would we not have time for a discussion about what our people need which is essentially what you're asking is is what do our people need well, because in answer to your question what we want to do with Evening Star, and she, Agnes looks around to everyone else because she's kind of been put on the defensive of having not thought about her town, which she's <laughs> supposed to do as the ruler. She's like, as all of us, I would think, agree, uh, the priority is providing resources, services, and safety for our people. Uh, of course, most certainly, uh, Baroness, of course, indeed. But there is also... <laughs> Leadership is sometimes about impressing a vision upon the people. Many people here, um, how should I put this? Uh, as a spokesperson for the town, most people in the village, they, they can't imagine very big. You know, they can see to their immediate needs. But the idea of what to make Evening Star into, will it be a hub of trade? Will it be a place of safety and security? These things are a little a little beyond them. The idea of building grand monuments or perhaps a, an academy of learning or constructing a fine military organization, these most people won't think about these things. But if you were to impress an idea upon them, they may rally behind it or they may they may find it disfavorable but sometimes it can be good for a leader to have a sort of vision for the place um of course i do have some things that i can suggest and there are definitely needs of the people uh commander Alyssa and i maybe disagree a little on, on what our most immediate concerns are uh, but perhaps that that's why we wish to bring them for you for both you and the baron he looks at you tarkle um as well as magister azara uh, could provide info there, there is also the matter and he kind of gestures towards clive um I understand that uh, Lord Mr. Clive is a guest of Evening Star, but he has grown very close with you, and I know that you fought on many battles. Is there is there any intention for Mr. Clive to take responsibilities uh, on within within Evening Star? Clive, just, would you like just to have to the rest of you responsibilities? <laughs> uh, would depend. Depend on what. 
was responsibilities. Have something well, you want to be responsible for? The glory! Hmm. Well, that does sound like a, a military desire. Well, no, I mean, I shouldn't make that assumption. And I look pointedly at Azara. Knowledge can bring glory. However, I do feel that fighting also brings glory, especially the glory that Clive seems to yearn for. There could also be the possibility of foreign relations, as he is from the Feywild. Diplomacy is a, a you know, art. I, I'm great at talking to people. I, Very personable. <laughs> he is personable. Alyssa. Miracle. <laughs> yes, Baroness. And she bows her head. And you, you can see, like, you know, her little tux, tusks kind of sticking up over her mouth, but she bows her head deep. Um, Baroness. Is there a need for an experienced warrior in our military to take <clears throat> on a responsibility that Clive might be a good fit for? I'd like to hear more about these foreign relations. <laughs> I think I'd be quite good at that. Alyssa, what do you think? <laughs> Well, my lady, my lady, and uh, my lord, and Clive, um, there is actually a few things that we can perhaps suggest. Uh, both Dusk and I have been discussing. Um, these were things that we perhaps, we didn't initially think needed, these weren't roles that we felt that Evening Star needed when we first began. Evening Star was a very small village, but thanks to your successes, thanks to your deeds and words, Evening Star has grown quite rapidly over these last few months. And, and if we continue this level of growth, Dusk and I won't be able to take on all of these responsibilities any further. Um, if I can direct you, and she brings out a kind of uh, scroll which displays oh, oh, information ooh, about nice. the kingdom. Um, <clears throat> there is a concept within Kumerian society called the Council of Rule. Obviously, the Baron and Baroness are the rightful owners of this land, and it is their rule that we follow. However, it is not uncommon for rulers to have a number of advisors and people in positions of power that can offer advice and, and provide services and look after the minutiae of running a kingdom. Uh, for example, as a commander, it is my duty to train troops, to recruit new military units, to make sure that our borders are defended, and if we were to be attacked en masse, to lead our armies. This is something I've trained for, and it's something well-versed in my specialities. Uh, Dusk is a seneschal. His duty is to kind of act as a middleman between yourself and the common people. He can also help um, deal with funds and treasury matters in the absence of a treasurer. Uh, and also, he's very knowledgeable about the local area. Um, Azara is our magister. She deals with all sorts of magical means, but also the, the magister's responsibilities fall to the learning of the people, to education and to managing magical matters, uh, any uh, spontaneous elements of magical talent. Uh, yes, Mr. Clive. I'd like to throw my name in the ring to oversee everything that is and involves the den of war. Well, that technically would be, uh, you would also be putting your name in for my job, which you are more than welcome to do. Uh, but perhaps I thought that with your unique well, set of skills. No name next to the den of war. Ah, the warden. Yes, hey. I, ah. I see. I see what you mean now. The warden was indeed the role that I was going to recommend 
Mr. Clive Four. The warden's responsibility is for wilderness patrols as well as leading local guards within the town itself. My job is to manage our military forces, our army here at the keep and, and garrison, but the town needs a guard. Right now, I have my troops patrolling it, but they have no base of operations. They stay and live here in the keep. They don't have any contact on, on a regular basis with the villagers, as one would hope from a town guard. There is also the wilderness patrols. My men are, I have a few scouts, but they are not particularly trained at traveling through woodlands or hilllands or things like that. We are we are a standing army. I believe that Clive of the Wildmane seems to be a perfect fit for such a role, uh, if if you would take it, of course. I'll see to it that a proper den is created, <laughs> and it will be ready for whatever war is thrown at us. Melissa looks at the Baron and Baroness, like, <laughs> please, please help. <laughs> the lion's den, indeed, will be ready for war. And in a way, Evening Star has become your den, Clive. Uh, it has. Right. So if you would be the the caretaker of this den, Evening Star, and prepare it for war, we would be most grateful. Evening Star will be the greatest den of war that all of this place has seen. I mean, not not war within the den, though. Clive marches off. To protect <laughs> the den. Azar just so kind of passes Agnes like, on the it's shoulder. It's like she has some questions and then she watches Clive leave and turns to the rest of you and is like, there will be some things that we will need Clive to attend to. Warden Clive, we should refer to him now as. Warden Clive will need to help me. He, I will have a... a a schedule of patrols for the wilderness. Um, he has some companions here in Evening Star as well. Yes, I saw two other Leonin uh, oh, yeah. that he was friends with. Uh, it would be good if we can perhaps integrate them with a, a scouting unit and we can have them take command of that. Before we continue with the RP, Clive, because I, I need to add you to the Council of Rule. Um, <laughs> so as the warden, uh, we will put Clive of the Wild Main. Hey, hey. Uh, and... I need Warden to get Wild some of mean. I need to get some of your stats, please, Clive. Yes. Because as the warden, uh oh god, what size did I make these? That'll do. Uh so as the warden, the warden increases the defense of the kingdom by half your strength or con modifier. So what's your highest between strength and con? Oh, that would be well, strength, but not by much. Strength. So what's your strength modifier? Nineteen. Oh, wait, so modifier, plus, four. Yeah, so plus four. So it'd be plus two to the defense of uh, Evening Star because of your yep. role, um, which is still good. That's still good like because it's half. But you also add uh, um, half your wisdom or charisma modifier to morale as well because you are providing a service to keep the people safe and you are integrated closely with the with the uh, the people. Uh-oh. So watch... <laughs> that's okay it's fine if it's not very high it's like an extra bonus so what's higher wisdom or charisma um that would be charisma mm-hmm. and what's the bonus one. Oh no okay so it's minimum of one so it'll just be one um and whoop, and then that's that's going to be plus two and plus one perfect and i will sort of adjust this off when we're not playing. Um, cool. 
So that is it. Clive, you are now the Warden of Evening Star. So you will be uh, in charge of wilderness patrols as well as the town guard. You're basically the captain of the, the town guard. Um, Azara Mithras. Oh, you have... yes, I have a question. Yes. Um, do we also help? Yes. So yes. this was the next thing I was going to come to. <laughs> I was like, um, I feel like I'm not no, helping. No, 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 no. So it's good because this is all stuff I had to do. So... In the RP, um, we, this would probably be established already, so we're not going to like role play a scene for it. But yeah. um, as nobles, as Agnes and Tarkle are both the, the two noble rulers, um, you guys get to pick one of the kingdom. And Azara, you get the same thing as well, being the magister. You pick one of the three stats, and the kingdom has three stats: wealth, morale, and defense. Um, wealth is basically the economy, how much money it makes, um, that kind of stuff. Morale is you know, the loyalty of the people, but also the spirits and, and how people are feeling in the town. Um, defense is not necessarily just military power, but it's also stability. So it's things like, you know, making sure there's not criminals misbehaving. It's making sure that, like, there's not unrest, that there aren't dissenters, um, but also protecting, like, the areas around Evening Star and having a military force as well. Um, each of you get to pick one of those stats and you'll add one of your stat modifiers to that bonus. So, for example, for the nobles... You get to, if I can find my little chart here, um, you add either your int, wiz, your intelligence, wisdom, or charisma modifier to one of those three stats. So whichever's highest for you. So like for Agnes, that's probably going to be wisdom, right? Because you're a druid. So you would add your wisdom to either wealth, morale, or defense. Um, and then for the magister, um, it's intelligence or charisma. Um, and you can do the same thing. You increase one of the three by whichever one you want. Um, should we should we decide based on min maxing or based on RP? I'm no, I, you you choose. I I I'm one of those DMs where like a lot of people are like, no, nah, never min max. I'm like, it's a game at the end of the day, and if that's what brings you joy, if that's what sparks joy in your heart, shady, that you're like, I want to get the best bonus that I can possibly get in a thing that I care about, then do that because that's gonna no, be fun. No, I for don't want to do that, Mark. You don't know if you me at role all. Play it if you want to yes. hardcore role play it. Then I you would do, do that. morale because Tarkle invented stoling, and he's all about the people's joy. So okay. I want morale. I feel right. like if there is an excuse for min-maxing, it would be that maybe our characters have talked about like what the town needs yeah, most needs. and yeah, exactly. should focus and on And also what your, what your skills, like your background as characters could bring to it as well, right? So mm -hmm. like, for example, Azara has a lot more knowledge about like politics, connections in the cities, but also of magic and like dangers and threats of monsters and things like that. So for me, it would make sense that like Azara would be much better at boosting wealth or defense than necessarily morale. Whereas like somebody like Agnes, who is like really all about the people and cares about them and goes out and speaks to them and we've seen scenes where you've gone out and you've like taken the time to get to know everybody 100% it makes sense that Agnes would boost morale and then I think for Tarkle you could honestly pick either three for Tarkle because stalling is a whole thing I've got an, I've actually got a little thing for stalling separately um but if you think about his background, he was a woodsman. He knows all about the woods and beasts and creatures and bandits and things like that. He's like a trained assassin, like he knows how to fight. But also, he wants to be liked by the people and he wants to do a good job as a noble and lead them. But he also would understand money way better than a noble character would because he's had to work for it. Fair. He knows the value mm. of coin really well. Um, whereas kind somebody like Agnes is like, mark. shoot! Money but, comes from Paris. <laughs> they give money. Azara has 
has shown such a proclivity for wealth management. Yeah, yeah, yeah that as well. I, Azara 100%. immediately was going to pick wealth because a sure. she looks at her nobles and is like, neither of them are going to pick wealth. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and also because I think like from day one she was the one writing letters to other towns and knows how to be the most diplomatic sure. and be in the courts and make that money. I love that. That's perfect. So what's your um, charisma bonus? Because I think that's going to be the higher of Int and charisma, isn't it? Int is actually higher. Okay. Ooh, yeah. She's smart. Int is plus three. Okay. Um, charisma is plus two. Perfect. So we get a plus three to wealth, uh, thanks to Azara's influence. Everyone knows Agnes is morale. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I. I did think that. I. I didn't want to put it on the sheet because I wanted to give you guys a chance to talk about it. But I almost just put it you in could, their default. You could make an argument for defense because you could. Yeah. People's safety. Mm. But also, but like not juridic magic and like knowledge of the wilderness and things like that. One hundred percent. Yeah, but I think it's morale, which is sure. a modifier of four for my wisdom. Plus four. Yeah, that's great. That fits really, really well. Just really well with the defense, Mark. I don't even want to talk well, about it. You, you don't. No, Shady. I want you to pick what you think. No, you I, want. we already this do have two defense buffs. This and will be, two morale buffs. Oh wait, hold on. Five, three morale seven, buffs. Technically, yeah. So eight, wealth yeah. would be lovely. Wealth or not that you should min max. Not just, that you should min max, but as somebody who only min maxes. No, Tarkos. <laughs> Tarko's putting his hood on, and he's going to be a defender. He's going to roam the land sure. at night and and he's do Batman. that. All right, this means y'all are going on a lot more quests because Azara won't rest until we're <laughs> rolling in it. This so, is kind of a good dynamic. Your bags. This is a good yeah. dynamic. So, uh, Tarko, in Wisdom or Charisma, what's your highest modifier? And what is I it? will do Charisma, and it will be plus four. Oh, that's Good great. Lord. So this is like, I almost see this not only as like Tarko going out maybe in sort of, um, sort of like patrolling the woods, but also he's kind of good at leading people like he's good at like speaking to the soldiers and like you know giving them orders and commands and like advice and things like that as well right mm-hmm. so that kind of works really really well um now i a little love bit that of- azara is the only one caring about wealth so she's gonna be like no 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 job 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 here's a couple of things so you'll see that there's still quite a few empty slots on there also Every month in something called the kingdom phase, which we're going to get to, it's like a whole thing, you can change these. So every month you can say like, actually, do you know what? Dusk, you're a really great seneschal, but we know you could probably do a really good job as a treasurer as well. And we've brought in, we've met another NPC. We've met McStonks, the dwarf, <laughs> and we want them to be the seneschal. And we're going to bring them in. So you we, can change we, it I've around. I've never needed an, an NPC to exist more in my life. <laughs> the <laughs> McStonks. Grim McStonks. Yeah, the dwarf. Uh, I've had him in my notes. Yeah. We made a joke about a dwarf called McStonks a long time ago. And he's sat in my notes and I'm just like, I gotta find a That's way. That's right. Find a way. We need to go find him right He's now. Yeah. Be our treasure. Maybe. Maybe. Next arc: the quest for McStonks. <laughs> the quest for McStonks. Um, I will. In fact, I'm gonna go on to my. I'm gonna put my little. Uh, I'm gonna put a little quest note in my notes here. He's in a town called find Luna. McStonks yeah. on the moon. Cool. Um, so, and if you look on your kingdom tracker, the Evening Star Kingdom tracker, um, you currently don't have a diplomat, a spy master, a treasurer, a high priest, and then I've put two slots there with other, which is really for you guys. Like, if you're like, do you know what I like? If if Shady, you were like Mark, I want to have a royal assassin. I want to have an assassin that works for me 
and we can send out to deal with our enemies. I'd be like, that sounds awesome. Let's put them on the sheet and that's going to be their job. And we'll figure out what their bonuses are and stuff like that. So if you guys come up with an idea of like, we want to have a Lord of Stoling and their job is to <laughs> run stoling games. Like you could have that as a council of rule member. Um, yes, Anna. I think we need a town crier mm-hmm. and it should be Aaron. Okay. Ooh. Right. Do you want to just put that in now? Should we just do that literally now? If that's if the if the council is agreed, uh, he's basically somebody he's, who like yeah. spreads the word of things. Like we're like Aaron, go tell everyone that stoling is the shiz, and he's like, got it, and he goes, yeah. he's like, here, 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 he stoling. Yeah. So so let's call let's, him ye old Twitter. <laughs> well let's let's have a think about so so the 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 what are the responsibilities of the crown site so obviously it's to go around and tell people of you know what's going on and things like that but is there like a bigger scope to this is like the town crier also kind of responsible for maybe gathering information as well and like listening mm-hmm. to the town and like you know hearing what people are saying as they come in and stuff like that yeah go on mika um it's kind of not quite spy master like because not quite leliana level but yeah. um I'm thinking the town crier could also be like the man on the inside. Like, what do they call it? Uh, like, oh, CIs, like civilian inspect, civilian, what was it? Like Civilian, yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, informants and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, civilian informant. informant. So yeah. he mm-hmm. kind of goes out and tells what's going on, but also if he hears stuff, he comes back to, to us yeah, so and we can fix it. And I think the difference between that and a spy master is Aaron's doing that with like normal people. Like he's yes. literally talking to people in the bar. He's like talking to travelers. They come. A spy master is going to like criminal elements and like yes. rival countries and things like that. And is, is learning their secrets. The town crier's job is more to just talk and gossip and learn that kind of stuff. So it might not be as like immediately useful, but it will still have a benefit. Maybe also the town crier is like a postal service. Like he's literally job Aww. is to go and like, you know, help people communicate in the town and across to the farms like to kind of know everyone go on now i i really like the idea of him being kind of like the town messenger as well but i'm also thinking that it kind of provides a like suggestion box element too because people might not feel comfortable coming to us and being mm-hmm. like we want to do this thing in the town but they might be able to complain to aaron who's just mm-hmm. like the guy from the town and be like the the nobles need to do this and then we can take those suggestions and things okay cool so yeah that sounds great i think th- this is my view and you can tell me if you disagree with this to me this role sounds like it would be a very small bonus to morale and defense and the reason i say defense is because if he hears about problems he then comes and tells you about it. But it, this isn't going to be a very super influential role. Like, it's like a little extra bonus of like, and Aaron's, you know, he's still a young lad. He's going to go out there and he doesn't have super high stats, but he's kind of got his ear to the ground. And also his presence is just going to be a kind of nice thing. Like he's bringing suggestions to the nobles, like Anna says. And then he's also kind of listing for danger and like, you know, any potential threats and stuff like that. What do you guys think to that? Does that sound Love it. about here? Yeah. Here. Yeah, and we can see how he does in that role as a young guy, and maybe mm-hmm. he becomes somebody who will be a good spy master, or maybe he yeah. keeps training with Clive and he becomes more of a military guy. Who knows? Well, and that's entirely down to you guys. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, um, if you guys want to train him, like, you could have, like, Dusk, like, you could spend gold and time and say, Dusk, we want you to kind of teach Aaron to, like, become a spy master. Like, we want you to teach him to become a spy. And dusk could do that like that, that's his former life you know that dusk used to be a zentrum agent he used to work for the zentrum so, so what he you're could saying have... is we're literally doing kingsman <laughs> we're, we're it sounds pretty kingsman, kingsman to me where he's literally 
Charlie R. Eggsy, and all of a sudden he's going to start showing up in like suits, and he's going to be some terrifying underground spy master. Eventually, eventually, yeah, eventually. Oh, I'm going to miss innocent, gossipy little Aaron. But Eggsy's well, still innocent you sometimes. You, you know? know, he doesn't have to do that. You could just be like, maybe Aaron finds religion. Maybe like Azara teaches him about Adri Fainra, and he's like, I love this, and he wants to become a priest. You know, like the, this is the thing, right? These NPCs can change depending on in your interactions with them. That's very um, true. Cool. I love that. I love that we can put Aaron into that kind of slot. Um, if we need a treasurer, what about that Leonin that came with Clive that was very fancy? You can certainly ask them to. Yeah, absolutely. But I want to hold out for McStonks. Oh, so, right. Yeah. We're, we're still waiting <laughs> to, to meet the legendary McStonks we've heard so much about. <laughs> yeah. And, and this is a good chance. Like maybe like maybe this episode or maybe next episode, like go and speak to these NPCs and we'll role play scenes. And you can say like, what are you good at? You know, like tell us what you would do in the town and stuff. And like they can give you ideas. But we know Aaron really well. We don't need to worry too much. Aaron will do what you tell him to. Like mm-hmm. Aaron's just like, yeah, I'll do whatever. So yeah. it, we, we can put him in for now. But maybe have a think about that and think of some NPCs that you're like eyeing up for certain roles or like you can get to know and be like oh actually maybe they'd be really good at this thing i didn't think of that for them and stuff like that mm-hmm. cool um so that's like a little bit of bookkeeping i know like you know it's it's a little bit of rp and a little bit of bookkeeping and things like that here um there is so this kingdom tracker just to go over it you've got the three stats wealth uh morale and defense um you also have something called settlement value this will go up the more sort of buildings that bring in wealth you have and what that means is that is the the kind of price of items that you might be able to find in shops within your own town so like when you guys want to buy a magic item or potions that's the total like you you can have items up to that value, right? Mm-hmm. And the more sort of like magic shops or like wizard towers you have, that will increase and you can have more and more magic items to buy. Um, unrest represents kind of just, you know, general unhappiness or general dissent in the town. It's not, un- it's not uncommon to have this at about minus two. Like that's just quite normal, right? Like that's people grumbling about taxes and being like, a, you know, a, a badger's got into my, you know, crop carrot field and you should do something about that kind of like grumbling right um we also uh the in a previous episode we talked about how tax rates worked and i've already marked that down based on what you guys told me last time which is kind of like a very minimal but still there level of tax um the other thing i want to ask is how do you see the military of evening star right you have a few military units now you have a group you have a unit of archers you have a unit of infantrymen you have the flying tressims uh that, <laughs> that agnes uh looks after um and you technically can also call upon uh lolathia Lola as well the dragon if you really need her um but what do you see like even Star's military's focus being? Do you see it as being very, like, protect the small settlement you have? Do you want them going out and sort of, like, discovering new resources, scouting for trouble, that sort of thing? You know, how do you see them being, like, aggressive, quite passive, defensive? Well, I think that depends entirely on our vision for Evening Star. Mm. And I do have a vision I would like to cast. Share, please. Okay. Is, is this like an in-character one? Do you want to do this as kind of yeah, like... Yeah, I think this should be in-character. Graphic? Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. <clears throat> so, I've been thinking about Evening Star, and, you know, we've been away a lot. Um, we went to a castle where there was no color, no joy. We went to a bathhouse that was supposed to bring relief, and then, you know, brought despair. Uh, and then we went to a dragon tourney that the entertainment got cut short. And I was wondering if we could make Evening Star... 
I don't know, a place where people's wishes can come true. Like a place for entertainment, um, safety. Disneyland. Um, I heard it once said that uh, a wish, when you wish upon a star, it makes no difference where you are. And I'm hoping that Evening Star can be that star. With some Agnes magic. Has a tear rolling down her cheek. Zara's like strangely misty eyed, like really vibing with this. Um, I, I think we have the land and the, uh, the, uh, the means to do so. Uh, what do you guys think? Well, it would need to be very safe, mm. and we would have to discuss how how we could balance freedom and regulations, because certainly if you want a place to be where people's wishes come true, sometimes people's wishes mm. are in opposition. But I do love the idea of a, a place of opportunity and safety and, and joy. Yes, and I, I figured... Much like the tournament, people would, would pay to enter, so that would help the wealth of our nation, right? Um, um, create may, jobs. Go ahead. If, yes. I, if I may, paying to enter a town uh, usually means that many people won't visit. Oh, not, not the town per se, but okay. I picture Evening Star as like the respite uh, of, of, uh, of this dream. And then there is a place for entertainment uh, I think where there could be uh, attractions, shows. Yes. A healthy balance of both uh, wealth bringing entertainment, but also, as Agnes said, a place of opportunity. I know mm. as a child, I may have grown up with magic, but there are many who magic is a mystery to them, but they have the talent. And if Evening Star can have, say, a college, a learning college for magic or for history, then young children or possibly adults because I once did hear, I think the same man say that <laughs> not only these things are, are just for children, but for adults as well. And you find the inner child within yourself and mm. they can, they can come mm -hmm. and, and learn and, and find the magic within. Mm -hmm. It's mm. almost as though at the door, they would leave. <laughs> yeah, what, what would it be? They would leave all their today. Oh, and, and, Enter a world of, of, hmm. hmm. We'll, we'll have to workshop We'll it. work on you that. Guys, and, and you it's guys almost... really want to make, turn my campaign into making <laughs> Fantasy Disneyland. Okay, sure. Yeah, we can do that. I, I mean. I'll just get rid of all these, like, combat encounters. No, and, here's like, the thing. Here's the thing. No, no. Because <laughs> no, when I'm you joking. go to Epcot and you drink around the world, there's going to be a there's combat encounter. <laughs> Listen, this creates the dynamic of trying to build something massive inside while protecting it yeah. and then still having to no, leave I, and get resources. Very much joking. Very much joking. You <laughs> guys are free like to create fantasy. Like you can create Disney. Disneyland. When I had this idea um, 15 um, minutes ago, my, my <laughs> brain was that Mark is not going to be too thrilled about, this, uh, about <laughs> no, me I'm wanting very to make thrilled. Disneyland. No, I love it. I love it. I can make some problems are with this. Are you saying that we um, all need some magic keys? Uh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> right. On the Moving note on. of like building something large and protecting it, you look over to Clive on the outskirts of the town and he's stacking rocks. <laughs> so, and I think actually that's a great segue there, Nate. That's a surprisingly good segue because I think Dusk and Alyssa say, Alyssa says, these are, it's a wonderful dream, Baron uh, Crown Silver. And I, I fully agree with it. And especially Magister Azara having a place where the people of any, any upbringing and any birth can have opportunities strikes true 
we there is a, a major concern I have. Uh, Dust knows this. Currently, Evening Star is unprotected. We it was a small village when you first came here. We don't even have walls. I honestly believe that some of our first priority should be to create a a defensive a place where people can feel safe. And without walls, that's going to be difficult. We Warden! also don't have. <laughs> what is he trying to build walls just with rocks? <laughs> he might be. He's doing his best. Yes, but I know. Uh, we also should think about a garrison as well in the town. The keep here uh, can house troops, but we are outside of the city as it stands. You know, we are across the river here. It's a good place for us to defend, or if we need to somewhere to retreat to, the keep is perfect for that. But it would be good to have a garrison within the city itself. At this point, Dusk kind of interjects. He's like, I do fully agree with Commander Alyssa's uh, request for walls. I do think that, and the people themselves have said that they would feel safer if Evening Star started preparing defenses. I do think that a garrison is a very costly investment and to fit better with your vision, Baron and Baroness, the people have made it clear that things like entertainment, um, places of learning, would be something they're very keen in, far more than a garrison for soldiers to gamble and and, uh, and to practice. Uh, stalling has become an extremely popular uh, sport in the town, and, and I know that people even in the surrounding areas have started hearing of it. I think that our first step's creating a, a place where people can play. People can come and have, you know, games of stalling, and it could be something that visitors who would come to Evening Star would come. It's unique to our town. It's it's an attraction. It's something that people would come to learn and play. I, I think that that would be a far better uh, investment after the walls. I do agree with the commander that walls would be uh, something of a priority. Didn't didn't we have them build a stalling alley into the Tresum King? You, it's like a one, like it's okay, like, like you know, in a bar, line. like when yeah. you have like one dartboard, it's yeah. like that basically. Okay. It's like a little kind of one, but like, and Dusk is, is you know, Mark Humes can't do this in the character, but he's talking about like a grand right. hall. Like, yeah. this is like a multiplex like with pitch. bowling, like a, a 20 lane bowling alley kind of like deal with like a restaurant and everything attached to it, like a real attraction. Um, and just not to get too meta with it, because I know we enjoy the role playing, but if you go and roll 20 under handouts, you're actually going to find a bunch of stuff in there. And one of them is building costs and bonuses. Um, and in there, there is a massive list. You don't need to read through it all now, Where but definitely in between games. Uh, it's on roll 20. If you go to the little newspaper icon at the top, um, of the right-hand side, where the dice bar is. Ah, I see newspaper. Little newspaper and then handouts. Whoa. And I'm going to come to the other thing in there in a second as well. Where's the Ferris uh, wheel? <laughs> there is no Ferris wheel, but we could make that a monument, perhaps, uh, as a small Ferris wheel. There's mm. there's a lot of uh, reskinning we can do of like, I want to build a shrine, but it's actually a popcorn stand. <laughs> <laughs> we can go that way um, to turn this really into Roller Coaster Tycoon. Uh, but yeah, there's a big list of stuff. You don't have to look through it now. Definitely have a look through it maybe between the games. Um, think about things you want to do. But there's, there's uh, I will tell you that things like walls for the town... Um, they're quite pricey, but they will provide pretty big defensive benefits. And without them, if anybody attacks Evening Star, it's going to be pretty bad. Uh, so things like that. So have a look through that kind of stuff. The other thing I want to mention, and this is something Dusk and Alyssa bring up, and Dusk will probably mention, there is also a few outstanding matters, one of which I believe has quite a hefty pay for the 
£1,000 treasury. Uh, you left a number of matters unresolved um, before you went away. There was the Lady Vanifer's request, the what sent you to that shadowy castle in the first place. Um, the noble Lady Vanifer was the one who provided the job for that. There is also... Um, the floating tower that uh, Commander Ellis's scouts discovered in the northern mountains, and a silver mine that our stonemason Dagmar found north of the town as well. Uh, these things are all quite, um, they may not be easily accomplishable, but they are things that we should perhaps look into uh, dealing with. Um, and if you go again in that same handouts thing, I can pop them up on the screen for you. Uh, I've given you quests. Actual, like, little quests with text, and some of the rewards you know, some of them might have hidden rewards that you don't know. One ah. thing I've done with this is to kind of make the leveling up a bit more transparent for you guys, so you guys know how you can reach a new level. Um, rather than doing XP or milestones, what I've done is, whenever you complete these objectives, like these quests or kingdom goals, which we're going to get into in a minute, uh, you'll gain a quarter of a level advancement. If you get four level advancements, you level up. So you guys know that like when we complete four of these things, we're going to get to level up, right? You guys know that and you can, you can plan that. And so that's, you can work towards completing those things. And then if you know how much a, a quest is going to pay you, it will be say on here. There might also be some hidden rewards and stuff like that. Um, alongside these actual quests that I've put down, I've come up with a kingdom quests. And in this case, uh, Elissa and Dusk are going to offer you two. Uh, I'm going to edit these so you guys can see them. Um, oop. And show that to players. And Ooh, which one's that? This uh, is like a real, like this is really awesome. This is like yeah. a game. Yeah. Well, it's you know, some people some people don't like it when you gamify D and D too much. But at the end of the day, it is a game, and I think that sometimes this helps things out. So these two quests, the Kingdom quests, you have fortified defenses, uh, and the objective is to complete stone walls around the entire town and build a garrison. Um, and I'll give you a quarter level advancement as well as an elite military unit to join your army as well if you complete that. Mm. The other one, which I have a feeling I know, is the one you're going to pick uh, for initial to work on. These don't go away. These will sit here until you decide to. to complete them by the way the other one is the first annual stoling tournament um and dusk is proposing that you build a stoling hall which will count as a theater and you hold a festival which will become an annual cost to your kingdom but it will repeat every year and it will be a celebration of the wonderful sport of stoling and these things by the way are not just like you know stat stuff we will role play stuff out as well like this isn't like you know there might be complications when the city walls being built you might need to go and like speak to npcs and cities to you know get the materials you need or in the stolen tournament case we will actually play a stolen tournament i will write stolen rules and we will play a stolen tournament in evening star um maybe yes mika burton you are muted yes i am uh <laughs> i think after Dusk brings this up. Azara mm. will say, uh, in the matters of clearing up things and tying up loose ends, and she pulls a very large, chonky bag of, <laughs> of coins out of her. I'm assuming she has a tiny bag of holding, since mm -hmm. you wouldn't have a large oh, bag yeah. of holding. Sure. It's like this comically Knapsack. large bag. Um, mm -hmm. And inside of it, it has 17,000 gold and 5,000 silver. Hi! Um, and she says, we just came upon these funds um, on our travels, and I figured, why not add them to the treasury? Assuming it, it is all right for sometimes us to dip into the treasury for more personal matters. It is indeed. Um, in terms of the treasury, 
this is a good opportunity to discuss these matters. Um, of course, Magister, and if, if, if the council is agreed that this fund can be placed into the treasury, I can accede to that. Um, a few things to know about the treasury, and it, this is gold coins, right? This isn't like jewelry or anything like that, Mika. This no, is just like coins. I wrote you down seventy thousand gold. I think uh, you got this from the Shadow Dragon. And then also didn't you? expensive paintings and jewelry. I wrote so, that down. Right. So that's so. What we might need to do then is figure out where that split is, because Dusk will explain us. In terms of coin, if you come across raw coin in your adventures or whatever that you happen your business, um, coin can ease, can be added to the treasury easily enough. Things like rare paintings and jewelry, we will need to sell that via our traders. And the return is not as um, efficient as just having raw gold. So if, for example, you had, I don't know, 600 gold pieces worth of jewelry, it would equate to about 300 golds worth of actual spendage that we can then use to buy materials and, and things that we need for construction and things like that. So raw gold, we can accept easily enough. And then any art objects will have some sort of a, a little bit of a reduced value. And if you wish to take money out of the treasury, you certainly can. Some of the people may find that a little distasteful if they were to learn about it. Um, so I would advise you perhaps to only dip into it when necessary. You're muted. On that note, I think Azar will give the 17,000 gold and the 5,000 silver raw gold to the treasury. Um, mm -hmm. And the expensive paintings and jewelry, that's all you told me was that. Um, okay, and then I'll figure that out then. Also, I have a spell book worth of 400 gold. We'll go to traders and then that gold will go to fun times will split amongst all of us yeah so you the guys can sell fund. that you keep yeah. that for the 400 you get the full amount for that because you're just gonna you're gonna trade that yourself right so it's right. not going into the treasury yeah so so just remind me of that again just because i'm uh I'm yeah, yeah. Dumb. So, so it was 1700 gold mm -hmm. so that would bring you up to uh i thought you said seventeen thousand. i was like we're rich no 1700 and then five thousand silver so that'd be 29 and then 5,000 silver. Yes. So that is my brain. 500 gold. 10, 500 gold. Yeah, that's what I was trying. I was like, <laughs> I, I do have that right, don't I? Yeah. Uh, so that would be 3,450 gold. And um, then for things that Dusk needs to trade for the party's mutual funds mm -hmm. is the spell work with 400 gold. So that's 400 gold. Mm -hmm. um and then you just said expensive paintings and jewelry okay uh because I, I will need to check through my notes i will try okay. and find that and then i will let you know that but so write okay. 400 down for now and then just okay. keep the paintings and then i'll, I'll um, check that for you also i would just want to check run through it with the party there is an adamantine breastplate i don't know what armor that is <clears throat> uh, it's like, medium armor breastplate and adamantine would... uh azara will know um it it basically, uh, if I if I if I'm correct, it negates critical hits. I would adore another piece of armor because my AC is 14, and I can now wear medium armor. Nice. But that is just I just want to put that it. out there. Can yeah. I can, can I cop it? Does anybody it. mind? You have it. Yeah, Mark doesn't hit me. It's fine. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. Uh, yes, so this is uh, Breastplate. So if you just search for it in D&D Beyond, Mika, um, it's Adamantine Breastplate. You should be able to find it. Or just Breastplate, and then we can just make a note that it's Adamantine. I found um, it. Add it to the character art. And because you're multiclassed, right? 
your yes. so you get the proficiency in medium armor, which means mm-hmm. you can cast spells in it and everything else. So yes. um, there's a little bit of finickling around when it's um, uh, you're like taking it on and off because it takes more time because it's like you got to be strapped into it and stuff. But I it's think a that maybe... chainmail bikini. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Still take some time, but I think that also like I like the idea of maybe um, you'd need to get it reshaped as well to like suit your aesthetic. So yes. you do have a blacksmith in town, and like Elissa would probably help you design like you know you would kind of you and Alyssa would work out like the movements you have to make to do spells and then she would be like well we can't have this pauldron that's getting in the way of you raising your staff uh, on this piece this this you know uh tacit isn't working we need to adjust this and like she kind of helps you design the armor a little bit more to to suit your needs because she she knows how armor works and you know what you need and stuff like that so i like that 15 ac yeah nice. <laughs> But more importantly, crit, any crits against you become normal hits. <laughs> so, any, I'm a special, squishy wizard. Special stuff like if there's an enemy that can like, you know, just cut off your head with a critical hit, that will still apply, but critical hits just become normal hits against you. So, um, cool, cool, cool. Um, I, have a I know Yes, please. This is this, I wanted this session to kind of be like set everything up, kind of understand all these mechanics, ask questions, get all this kind of stuff sorted, um, and then maybe chase up on a couple of loose ends as well. So As we're ahead. shopping for these kingdom quests, uh, the one mm. thing I can't find a cost for is a wall. I probably did not fully copy paste it in. This is like where I've I've been working on this, and I've like probably not actually written the walls cost. I see Stonewall. I see Stonewall. Oh, maybe it. Was oh, just it's palisade. It. So, so yes, that's it. This is this is where I've got it. So there's something called wooden palisade walls. So the way that these walls would have to work is like rather than just going straight into stone, you have to basically build a framework which is like a wooden palisade oh. wall, and then you would upgrade it to stone walls. So oh. wooden palisade walls. Cost you 400 GP for each quarter. So you would need four quarters to full, you know, a full, a full wall around the, the town. Um, that will boost your defense by one and it will also reduce your unrest by one because it stops, you know, people just coming in and out of the city. You can then, once you've got the palisade wall, you can spend 400 gold per quarter to upgrade it to stone walls, but then it becomes defense plus three and your unrest is minus three. So it's a significant upgrade, mm-hmm. uh, by getting the stone walls, but it will cost a lot of gold because, you know, you don't. Now, one thing I forgot to mention is that because you have a stonemason, you actually rescue Dagmar Ionize and you set up a quarry, those mm-hmm. stone walls would actually be reduced in price. So those will actually go down to, um, I believe, uh, 300 gold. Because I think it reduces any kind of like building that requires stone by 100 gold uh, per building cost. So the stone walls will only cost you 300 gold to do the upgrade, but the wooden walls you still have to do unless you were to go and you know claim a lumber yard or like make a you know claim some of the wood and stuff like that that might reduce the cost down for that as well is that uh on the building's cost and bonuses sheet and i just missed it somewhere uh the wooden palisade wall it might be missed off because i might have like it's, not no, copy it's right pasted it. it's right under it cathedral. is on yeah under cathedral yeah the wooden palisade wall oh, okay. um, and then stone gotcha. walls Sorry, I did, it's, everything's alphabetical except walls, <laughs> which is which is completely on my me, end. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, and uh, if we jump back actually to the uh, settlement map here, um, so the walls would basically go like the four quarters would be the the edges of the big square. So you've got the individual little squares, and those are like little districts, and the little st- the dirt paths in between them are like you know your streets. So if you want to kind of start naming streets when you start filling up buildings, like you guys can write on this. So if you want to like put little notes about like oh I'd like my temple to go in this box when I eventually buy it. 
I'm going to just draw a little mark on here so that Mark knows to upgrade it and put a temple there. Or like if you want to name a street, um, you can absolutely do that, right? So all little things you can do. Um, just as a note, party, that means oh. that what Azara just gave the treasury could cover the wooden palisade walls totally and still have 100 left over. Yes. I say we build them. We need walls. It does seem like the priority. Agreed. Well, if I remember correctly as well, um, if you deliver that uh, whatever heirloom you were sent to find to Lady Vanifer, I believe she promised you 4,000 gold as well. That would that would immediately re replenish our funds. Um, but we also wanted to cleanse Lady Vanifer just in case before handing over said lantern. I would have no knowledge of these things, Magister, but if you think that that is necessary, obviously I defer to your expertise. Uh, I am, I was simply, I have a note here of Lady Vanifer will pay 4,000 gold if they recover an heirloom. Which we um, will be sure to recover ah, once making excellent. sure the evil has been cleansed. Of from course, of course, of course. Yes, yes. Um, but yes, uh, do keep these things in mind. And uh, things like that silver mine that Dagmar found, that could provide um, sort of ongoing wealth for Evening Star. But also places like this this floating tower that you discovered. Or perhaps there might even be more ruins in the Kingswood or out in the hills. Anything you can find there will obviously be very valuable to, to Evening Star in raw coinage. Um, or if you can secure it in any other ways, uh, there is always, there's always people looking for assistance or people that perform duties in, in Arabelle. It's a much bigger city. Uh, there might be opportunities for coin uh, or business deals, perhaps. Um, something to consider. Uh, does any of the council, and I think, you know, we will make sure that, Clive, you have at least been brought in sort of like periodically between your building <laughs> of the rocks. stacking rocks. <laughs> <laughs> to keep you updated, because I don't want you to just be like, I'm not there. <laughs> uh, it's like mid-conversation, he's like, what kind of den's made of wood? <laughs> it's always stone. Well, we have to set the wood to be a guide for the stone. It's just the frame, and the stone will follow the frame. Five looks at it, pretends to understand. <laughs> right. Do you, do we'll you put agree? A hold, we'll put a hold on the stone. And once the wood's up, reinforce with the stone and complete this den. Then it, it will be ready for war. It was your idea to put up the wall, so well done. First job well, what, is what's a den without warden. walls? True. I couldn't agree more. Um, Clive, speaking of dens and war and walls, um, your two companions that you came here with, have you seen them lately? Oh, they're full-grown Leon and with agency. They're allowed to do what they want. True, but as you are now the warden of Evening Star, I thought it might be beneficial if possibly they helped train the scouts. They don't know as much of the wilderness as you, Leonin, do. I'll search the den. <laughs> and I'll go yeah. into town. Yeah, and, and Clive, like, it's, it, you don't have to go very far. Um, you, you know, you have two companions. You have Baragon and Erez. Um, Erez is waiting outside the keep. Like, as soon as you come out of the main evening star keep, Erez is there. She doesn't really... She does not... Uh, just go wandering like Baragondon. 
you can easily find Baragon. He's in the tavern getting pissed with all of the locals, and that's what Baragon does. Uh, you, he's he he has made friends with everybody in town already. Like everybody loves him. Uh, it's not hard to find him. You just go to where there's loud shouts of like drink, drink, or like Baragon, Baragon. You find him instantly. Mm-hmm. Erez is immediately on you, and she just comes up to you. It's like um. Pride leader, is there something you need? Is there something going on? Hey, we need you in Baragon. Well, I'm here. I'm happy to serve the pride. Now, what do you need of me? Well, all of us should be present for this. You know the whereabouts of our friend. Yes, he's in He's in the tavern with some companion of, or many companions. You know what he's like. He is, it is not, be, it is not behavior I condone. Pride leader, you know that I find his um his lack of vigilance rather distasteful. But if you want uh, me to fetch him, I will fetch him gladly. Um, uh, we'll go. I'll go over myself. Give him a talking to about all this. Very well. Shall I wait here with these uh these flesh these fleshy ones in the uh, in the keep? <laughs> if you want to call them that, then sure. I find it very peculiar. They have no, they have no fur. They have no mate. Like their manes are small and strangely right. colored. I, they're very odd creatures. Inconsistent these. all over the face. I, it's it strange. Sense. It's very odd. Very How odd. are they not cold all the time? Beats me. She shakes her head. Well, I will continue my, I will continue my watch. Uh, things have been quiet lately. There's not been too much, too much trouble. Well. An update you'll be pleased to hear is we'll be converting this, I think they called it a town, into a proper den. Oh, finally, they've seen some sense. I'm glad that you're here to properly guide them. Right. A war den, they call it. Oh, war den. That's a, what a, that is a mighty title. It is. Warden Clive. Does have a no, name well, it. it's the, the whole den's for war. Oh, I see. I thought that it was you were the 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 warrior of the den, the war den. Oh, I like that. But I'm not a den. I'm a I'm I'm a gay. No, but you're the warrior of the den. Perhaps right. these humans have strange. So this is the warden. This is the war den. And I'd be the war of den. Yeah, the warrior of den. War. I like that. All right, warrior of den. Warrior of den, Clive. She just nods her head. Off to the pub then. Yeah. Um, warrior of Den, wait, Warrior of Den Clive of the Wild Mane. <laughs> warrior of Den warrior Clive of, of the Den Wild of Mane. Of the wild mane. <laughs> um, yeah, you enter Baragon is, he literally has like, uh, he has two individuals like on either arm. He's sat at a table. It's covered with like, tankards um there's all like there's like cards and dice games but uh and somebody's playing like a, a flute you like somebody in the corner is just playing a flute and baragon's just like oh, this is not this is a possible tune i suppose uh, what do you think my dear and he's there's like a young man sort of like heart like completely out of his mind can i see this like through the window before i actually walk in a hundred percent yeah yeah absolutely I want to kick in the door and let off a, not an actual daunting roar, but, but a, a roar. something, something that shuts the whole place up. Sure. Let me, um, let me make a roll here actually for Baragon. Okay. Mm, 19. Uh, so when you kick in the door and you let out this terrifying row, all of like the evening star people just 
freak out. Like, they, like people drop, like, plates. They're like, oh, my God, what is that? And they kind of, like, panic in a moment. But Baragon, like, even though, like, you know, he is a flirt and he is a bit of a sort of layabout, like, he immediately is, like, on the table, like, claws out and, like, he gets himself really big and he's, like, looking for a threat and then he sees you and he's like, oh, oh, pride leader, you scared me half to death. I thought there was some sort of beast uh, entered uh, such a ferocious roar. I should, I should expect no less from my, from my pride leader. <laughs> a drink? Uh, do, do you come for, for jubilations, perhaps? Hey, so this is where you've been spending your time, then. Well, it is very important for me to get to know the ways of these evening stars and their and their ways and their kind, isn't it? Not pride leader. I must understand them to judge them and evaluate them. And I suppose you've been making some friends in here. Well, like I'm a very around. friend. Oh, yeah. Like, so where he was sat, there's a young woman and a young man, both, like, completely pissed. There's definitely other people in here who look like they... It looks like they were partying all night, but Baragon is still awake, and he's, like, one of the few people who's mm. still, like, in a in a complete state. Um, but, yeah, he looks like he's had a very good time. And he's just like, well, I'm a very friendly fellow, a pride leader. People like me. He just grins. Big, big lion man grin. I'm going to take, I don't know if he has a drink in his hand or like next to him, but I'm just going to yeah, like sure. snatch it away from him. Like He kind of like, like looks, it's very like good. Get up like right in his face. Like, if I find out that you've been gallivanting during downtime like this without me again, <laughs> we're going to have a my apologies, Bradley. We did get a bit carried away. You was, you've been so busy with those, um, the, the ones up in the keep. I th- we just got a bit carried away. But next time I will make sure to come and fetch you. I promise. I promise. I'm going to chug the rest of his drink and slam it down. Be like, that's enough business talk. Ah, yes. Let's, let's, uh, Kira, Kira, drinks for me and my pride lead. And you can see Kira, who's like, she looks so tired. She's like, <laughs> please. Please leave and let me sleep. Please. I can you can you Mr. Clive, one can you have one and then take him? Please take him. He's been here for like three days. Under one condition. Anything. Do you have to go cups? She pulls two clay pitchers, like clay, big clay tankards. She fills them with whatever you want and says, keep them. Just go. You will hear back from your newly appointed war of den of the warden of evening star clave of the wild man. Now walk out. <laughs> you you just hear like as the door shuts, you just hear a yes, <laughs> and then, like things like the shutters come down on the tavern, like the door locks behind you, like she's done, <laughs> like like a closed sign, like in the window, like closed. And then that's it. And yeah, you get grab Baragon and he'll follow you back up to the keep for sure. So I come back with them and now I have now I have a like you sippy, have a, drink. a big like, like a... sippy barrel. <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's like a clay, like a tankard, like a you know, a fancy tanker, but it has like a, a little thumb with a lid, and so if you keep it off, it like keeps it shut basically. Um Sweet. and yeah, you and you and Baragon come in swigging these giant tankards, basically. Baragon looks around, he's like, ah, oh, marvelous. So good to see this wonderful and most pleasing to the eye company again. And he bows, you know, flamboyantly. Um Eris just finds a shadowy corner and just folds her arms and just watches. Like, you remember, y'all remember Baragorn and, uh, uh, she's around somewhere. I bow. 
I couldn't I know. Oh. My lady, my Baroness Crown Silver, and like, like Baragon, like he lays it on thick, like he like kisses the hand, and he gets on one knee. He's like, mmm, oh yes, ah, oh, my dear Baron, and he like grabs like Tarkle's face and is like pulls him in for a hug, and then he bows elegantly, elegantly towards Azara, Magister Azara, of course, a pleasure, a pleasure. Agnes like just allows it and kind of just looks like a. Oh, oh, you please me, your radiant beauty, Baroness Crown Silver. How could I stand to be in this intense beauty? It is blinding, it is blinding to me. Aragorn, uh, professionalism. Oh, just my apologies, Clyde, pride leader. I've just, I've just gotten a promotion. They've appointed me warrior of this den of war. Oh, a warrior of the den of war. A den yes. war. Mm, very impressive. Yes. Den war. No, you could have made no finer choice, my friends. Clive of the Wild Mane is the most ferocious, brilliant warrior that I have ever fought beside. Azara kind of like leans over to Agnes and it's like, are we sure he's fully aware of his position? No. There'll be raising walls to make it a proper (laughs) den. No more exposure to the elements and the enemies. (sighs) Ghastly how you've lived this long without it. I'm so glad that Clive could be here to offer his uh, professional guidance for you all. Soon you will understand the true, uh, the true power of the Leonin and our ways. Yes, and uh, speaking of professional, uh, yeah. do you two have large pitchers of ale? Of course. Hey. Yes. Is the sun it... up? Is the sun down? Now, that is my concern. The sun is up, but just recently, it's not very late in the day. If we had proper walls like a rail, then you couldn't see the sun no matter when it is. That's not... Uh, he speaks uh, wisdom. Azar just wisdom. kind of stands back because she I knows that like, that's we, it. D- diplomacy. It, it's it, like ways, it's their like ways are main. different than ours. We, we must make yes. allowances. We must, we must. Uh, just remember we should check on on the tavern later and see if... They're all right. Oh, they've been given a good solid oh. three days of work. Oh, they certainly have. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> oh, just wide-eyed at Agnes. Like, do you do you not sleep? Sir I Leone? sleep very. I sleep very. I tend to in the winter months. I will sleep for weeks at a time. Oh. <laughs> I once I once slept for three weeks. <laughs> Can you imagine it? Feasted myself on uh, on giant boars and giant gazelles from the Feywild. Slept for three weeks. Solid, beautiful rest. Did wonders for my fur. <laughs> and they a lot of dirt and straw. Make a little cork for his butthole. Make sure yeah, he doesn't trip while he sleeps. It's true. Gets everywhere. Uh, as a point, if Baragon was ever, if if there was ever a movie of Knights of Evening Star, Chris Hemsworth would play Baragon. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. he, is, yeah. he is he is he yep. is Thor, Thor Ragnarok, yes. Thor, a hundred percent. Yeah, Ragnarok, Thor is superior Thor. Yeah, of course. Speaking uh, speaking of um, Azara, are we sure that he should train troops? Unfortunately, I I know for a fact that he is. A very skilled soldier. We just have you, to keep alcohol away from him. Whilst you guys, while you're whispering this, you hear a, a feminine Leonin voice, like actually whispering. You guys didn't realize that she had moved up close. Even Tarkle, you were like, "How did she get there?" Erez just says, "You don't have to worry. He won't be training anyone. I will train them." Baragon <laughs> will make the fancy speeches. He will do the the big speeches. He will get them riled up, and then the person who does all the work is me. 
Are you and trained okay as a spy? That? Nothing of the sort. I'm a huntress. I hunt. I Are you trained as an assassin? I, I do not know this term. What is an assassin? Is that a, is that a hunter? I uh, hunt. You, you give hunt. me a target, I hunt it, I kill it. I bring it back for food, if that is what is necessary, or I leave it for the dead to rot in the hot sun. Now, I protect. That's that's very interesting. Uh, Agnes, and she kind of brings you to the corner here, uh, above game, Do can we have an assassin? You said assassin, and now I can't stop thinking about an assassin. You can we have, do have another you want. other slot. We do. I kind of I kind of want her as an assassin. You can. I will say uh there's you absolutely can. Um an assassin there will certainly be connotations of employing a formal uh, assassin. Uh that employs that there are people you want to get rid of in true, not so true, nice true. legal ways. True, now that's true. not to say that, you know, it's just mainly if that gets found out um, and your enemies may try and use that against you, but also if you make enemies and they send assassins after you, the best defense is your own assassin because they are they're part of their job is to watch out for other assassins. They're, they're there to kind of protect you as well. Um, See, we don't know that Disneyland has an assassin. But, like, <laughs> but Disneyland probably has an assassin. Probably. We, we wouldn't know if they I've, did or didn't. I've seen people get arrested and go to Disney jail. Disney jail is a real place. I feel like we don't have enough enemies to warrant an assassin yet, but yes. we can change jobs every month. So right. if there's yeah. a month where... And, and there's no... Uh, there, there was a... I've been, I've been using, like, um, systems from other games, which I'm not going to mention because this is for Wizards of the Coast, um, but I've been using systems from that, and there was, like, a penalty system to not having certain roles, and I kind of got rid of that because I, I don't like the idea of that. It's like, these should be optional things that are cool. Like, when you meet a cool NPC, like McStonks, and you're like, <laughs> we've got to have this guy as our treasurer he's awesome i want to talk to him all the time and do cool stuff with him that's what that should be right like right. so yeah you can just when you need Erez to be an official assassin you can bring her on there will be a cost like there will probably be like you know like the town crier for aaron there's not really a cost for that there's not really a cost for a treasure an assassin will require money not for herself but Erez will need it to like i need to bribe people i need to pay people off like you need to give me money so i can do my job so mm -hmm. there'll be that kind of stuff that goes on with it I we can also just like make more enemies so yeah and <laughs> so we have need for an assassin hire yeah. the assassin get the enemies assassin now yeah. enemies later so true yeah, exactly so true. justify the cost just well Erez was saying that she was going to help with training the military with sure. our warrior of the den. So maybe that's where she's best used anyway. Right, yeah. yeah, my assumption is that uh, if Clive is the, the warden, like he will be helping to organize like the patrols and defense. And then Baragon and Erez will basically, they will start the process of recruiting a unit of scouts that will be a military unit for you. Um, and military units are not just going to be useful for like, if you guys get attacked, like I want to do more of that mass combat stuff that we kind of did with Marcel a while ago. But I also, um, military units are going to be the way that you claim new territory. So like when you're exploring the wilderness and you want to take like a, a grid square and the region map of like a forest, or you want to go get that silver mine, you'll need to send your units to go and do that for you. You need to send a unit to go and clear that tile of like goblins or beasts or wolves or whatever's there and then they come back and say it's safe now we we own that land and we've cleared it out basically so more units will be a good thing like having better more units really good for like expanding your territory and stuff so we cool um 
there's been a lot of stuff and obviously if you guys have things you want to do there was a couple of things i would like to kind of talk about before we kind of wrap up and we don't have too much time is there anything you guys want to like do or talk about or ask um with all of this we can go into this as more stuff comes up as well um good i think i think good yeah so there's two things I want to do. The first one is just a little reminder. So for, um, so specifically for Tarkal, but then also for all of you, um, I've actually put Elissa and Twig, who is your retainer that you got, is like your little sprite friend Tarkal. Mm-hmm. I've actually put them as stat blocks in the handouts menu. Ooh. So what I've done is I've used my good friend Matt Colville's system for this, where they're not like normal NPCs. They they have some stats, like an attack and cool powers they can do, and they have an AC. Um, and they can fight with you, so you can take them. If you're going to go fight monsters or go on a quest or something like that, you can take these guys with you and they can fight alongside you. But to kind of take a bit of burden off me, you guys will run them in combat. So, like, you guys basically treat them as, like, a little sidekick that you can use that does stuff. Um, and they have some special rules for how they take damage and how they get healing so that it's not too much, min, uh, you know, you know, scribe work. Um, but Elissa is also one of them. And I've kind of given Elissa to Agnes Tarkle and, and uh, Azara control-wise. So you guys can decide who's going to run uh, Elissa if you choose to take her on a quest with you. Um, but Tarkle is the only one who gets to control Twig. Twig is his retainer, is his is, little companion. Is Twig still here? Yeah, he got old. You sent him to the Feywild to kind of investigate stuff and he got a bit older, but then he came back. Which one of my friends died in front of me? He he died, but Twig is... So he died on the oh, material so plane. to the Fey. And then he comes back, yeah. Okay, all right, cool, sweet. So consider this, uh, consider this the point where he has come back and he's basically, you know, back in your service, basically. Sweet. So, yeah, because I didn't want to just be like, Marcel, got, like, he got fireballed, he's dead forever now. <laughs> like, Because uh, I've also changed it. That was like when he had like one hit point. Like you, would, mm-hmm. you took him with you when he was like a normal sprite and I've since changed him a little bit. So he's stronger, he's back, he's better than ever. Um, nice. And he's ready to go. Um, and then the last thing before we wrap up the episode, um, I would like to do something called the kingdom phase. So this is going to basically represent um, the kind of mechanical stuff uh, that's going to take place over a month. Now, we will still role-play out stuff. So, like, um, you guys want to go and give the lantern and do all that stuff with Lady Vanifa. That stuff will still happen. We'll do that probably next week. Um, but the stuff that we're going to do now is going to be, like, seeing if there's a random event, seeing how much money you guys make, um, any buildings you want to build. So you said that you wanted to build the walls. That's part of the kingdom phase as you do these buildings and stuff. Um, and we'll go through this, like, every time we do it. Um, and it's basically whenever you want to have one, like, if whenever you want to advance time by a month, We'll do a kingdom phase, basically, um, and it doesn't. It does involve some. In fact, actually, no. Let's not do that because I need to figure out the rest of the stuff for this system. I need to add all your bonuses up. So we won't do that this week. We'll do that probably next week because <laughs> I need to calculate all these things because I've got like all your buildings and like the council members. I've got to add all your bonuses and stuff like that and see what your total stats are. So we could continue the discussion of kind of like what's important to build next. Just Absolutely, so guiding. If you can give me that information, that is a huge help because then i can start putting that stuff like on my notes page and stuff mika as well what's up i have a note in my inventory that just says hag arm (laughs) (laughs) yep Mm -hmm. yep Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, i mean i don't know if i can add any more context yeah i think now hear me out i think when we were at the spa Mm -hmm. uh, temple of the restful lily lily, and we killed or disposed of or the hags fled 
You cut the arm off one hag, yes. I think, and they yes. the, they fled. The, yes. the the two living hags fled. You killed one, right. and two of them got fled. away somehow. One without an arm. Um, does that do anything? It's an arm. It's the arm of a hag. Then why did I keep it in my inventory? I'm going to keep it for now, just in cases. But I just wanted to let, Mika, let everybody know. The question of why did D&D player keep random obscure <laughs> item in their inventory is a mystery we will never know. That's so true. Well, hag arm's just going to stay there. There could be it. a market for like hag nail jewelry or something. Or maybe or like... gothy types. You're right. Hag right. flesh could be like a spell component for like a cool I could thing. give it to Hulda, mm. see if we can make a wicked-ass brew out of hag maybe. flesh. Maybe. Oh, probably, they probably could. Yeah, they probably they could. Probably like could. Real, uh, real I make no promises that they will make something useful. From <laughs> it. uh-huh. Well, it'll just stay in the back of holding for now. And, you sure. know, I'm sure the moment will come where the hag arm will be necessary. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, Mark, I have a question. Yes. What is the current state of Evening Star's crime rate? So uh, currently, it is you have an unrest score of minus two. Now, when we do a kingdom phase, that can go up if you fail certain checks. So if you fail uh, to do a complete a defense check, that can increase your unrest. Um, certain events, uh, there is a chance that every kingdom phase you will get random events, like I know bandits attacking or a political scandal or something like that. And those things might give you an unrest modifier and things like that as well. Um, okay. So, but right now it's it's very minor. We're talking about like common cop purses we're talking about a bit of smuggling people kind of complaining about the taxes um that sort of stuff so okay. minus is bad yes so that unrest of minus two that will be a minus two to any check for your wealth morale or defense that you have to make so that's like a permanent minus two that will apply to all of your skill checks now you're going to have pretty high bonuses because once i've added all this stuff up you're probably going to be rolling with like plus 10 plus 12 to these stats so that will drop it down by two points but that could make the difference between like making 200 gold or you know succeeding at another check or like earning loyalty of some you know visitors and stuff like that so it's good to try and limit it as much as possible all right now i have another question um <laughs> I, wa- I knew that shady would like just dig into like all of this stuff i love it can a watchtower be built on a wooden wall can so we, a i think tower I think I put this in the watchtower bit. I'm not sure. Yeah, can be placed on corners of walls instead of a settlement space. Yeah. So in the four corners of the walls, you can place a watchtower in those points. And they don't. Ha- it doesn't have to be stone wall yet, right? Like, so you want to wait. No, on you the can. Ha- you wall. can have a wooden watchtower. You can have a watchtower on a wooden palisade wall. Yes. Okay, guys. Just so we're aware, and we could do, I guess, four towers, right? Because it's only on the corners. Yep. Towers yep. are going to be a much bigger defense increase. We sh- uh, the, the plan of attack should be wooden walls, then towers. Get the stone walls up after because way more defense bang for your buck. We're going to get plus eight for 2,400 gold I, by those towers. I agree, but countering uh, for a quest... <laughs> This is it. Oh, quest. I love yeah. this. Is this is the little like GM panda hands <laughs> I've woven in? Because Shady's absolutely right in the like, pure I maths. agree. I agree. Watch However, if we build the stone walls and a garrison, we get an elite military unit, and, and. we're a quarter of a level um, mm. higher. Mm-hmm. And the elite military unit is going to come in handy for defense. And for scouting, especially because I'm and guessing we're going to eventually want to go to that silver mine to make money. And our warrior of the den feels very passionately about stone walls. 
Oh yes, I mean I'm I'm hoping that because we are also going to get four thousand gold when we return this quest uh, for yes. Lady Vanifer. Yes, we might be able to Potentially go potentially five thousand because she also wanted to buy that potion of longevity off oh, you as well. Did get. But she did um, get. So we, I'm hoping that we go month one wooden walls, month two yep. towers and stone walls. That would be amazing. nothing's getting into Evening Star. Bonus: the towers act as um, hidden rides for VIP guests in Evening Star. <laughs> you can only stay up there. There's a monorail that goes around the wall. There's a monorail that goes. That's yeah. literally what I was thinking. Was a monorail that goes around the outside walls. Called the People Mover. There's like a seek. <laughs> there's a like an urban legend that there's a secret apartment for for yes. visiting dignitaries mm-hmm. to stay up there in the watchtowers. But so shady. only Make a Wish uh, winners. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Here's, I'm going to going to throw another monkey in your wrench here, Shady, because, mm-hmm. and I, this is where you're going to, you this I know that I'm not smart enough to design a system. Shady's going to break this, and I'm going to be like, yep, he's nailed it, that's fine. Uh, if you build a garrison, uh, which is mm-hmm. quite expensive, but it halves the cost of any walls oh. that you build as well. So is it more effective to build that first and then do the walls? Let me or, find garrison, you know, and I'll tell you. <laughs> Uh, it's after it's after craftsman. It's after the wall. Two spaces, twenty eight hundred. But no, that wall. makes sense because it's 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 three hundred per wall, and then if that we have that, that's one fifty per wall. Yes, per yeah. stone wall. <laughs> I know. I just, I love like just watching him. Like the the the, the calculator brain is going. <laughs> so if we're going to ever build a garrison, we have to build it first. If That's we're ever true. going to. If we you should. don't build it first, you're just always going to lose value on any stone, not just walls, the jail, the granary, That's everything. That's true. That's true. We not should build the garrison first and the wooden walls. Yes, yeah, I agree. A lot of upfront up cost. I also think, though, that we should try to find. I thought I found something. Um, we need to build some wealth building buildings. Thank you. We absolutely do. That is. Thank you. <laughs> There's, there's uh, plenty of them. Uh, luxury shops, shops in general, craftsmen. A lot of these places will increase wealth I think as well. We should focus Market. on uh, ones that give us things per month, like how the potion shop gives us potions per month. Um, like the mage so, tower gives us yes. magic items and a re- magical retainer. A little note on that. So yeah. the things like the Mage's Tower won't give you magic items for free. Holder, oh, okay. I've kind of made an exception that he gives you free potions. Mm-hmm. What the Magic uh, Tower will do will you will be able to it will it will spawn like like magic items will start coming to your town for sale. Like the mage who lives in the tower will make uh. them, but they will sell them to you at cost. So <laughs> it, you'll be able to buy cheaper magic items in your own town, but that will limit the kind of levels of power and items that you can get. But they'll be super cheap. It will be much cheaper than like trying to buy. Them in another rival city and stuff like that so it'll be a good way to buy cheap magic items or have cheap magic items made with smaller ones like smith shop and uh mill because those are all plus one wealth yes and there are six there's 600 gp yeah um mark question yes. what exactly does Nate's plus one wealth <laughs> translate to right God, so you like, did this to, you did this to the two most obsessive rpg like video yeah, gamers this is, why this would is you do this to live us? For. It's, it's very <laughs> loosey-goosey right I'm like, like this clive wants stone walls so let's build those <laughs> meanwhile walls. shady I mean, and i are like whipping out the grids i'm the like, one who has like the stardew grids i i, I, I want to be would. lion man <laughs> i absolutely would like be more involved with these calculations but i'm also trying to stay true 
crew to climb the in character. that numbers? I don't know. Nothing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the wealth, like the wealth stat and the bonuses, it's like it doesn't have like a direct correlation. But I've tried to kind of build it um, to sort of like a hundred GP, like so kind of equivalent. But it, it's also kind of countered by other stuff. Um, so yeah. it, it's it's kind of a, a loosey goosey way of, of working it out. What will happen is when we do a kingdom phase. There is a part of the phase, which I did take from another competitor RPG, but I've changed it all, so it's fine. Um, there is a sage which is called uh, generate income, where you basically make a wealth check. So, and, and this would probably be, you know, any of you could make it, but I imagine if, let's say, Shady was going to make a, an income check, you would roll plus your wealth, so whatever your wealth bonus is um, against uh, your kingdom DC, which I know, um, and you basically. If you're successful, you divide your result by five and you increase your, you get times a hundred of that in gold. So if you rolled like a 20, um, you would get like 400 gold if you succeeded. But what's more likely is you'll get stuff like, you know, 30 and stuff like that. You'll get much higher bonuses as you go up. So you'll get like 600 gold and then, you know, so you do need to kind of complement it with quest and like getting resources from other ways, but it will constantly generate this amount. And again, I might tweak those numbers. I might make that like more gold um, as I kind of get a feel for it and stuff like that. But I'm very much playing around with it right now. Yes. Last question. Um, The tradesmen. Would you say that if we have a tradesman, um, things like selling our fine jewelry and paintings that we get would be made easier and possibly we get a bonus? I think money? not for like a normal tradesman, but if you build a market, maybe I can make that like a, a thing. Like if you build like a market, that okay. would maybe make it so it's easier to sell like art objects that you find in quests easier, um, stuff like that. The other thing, I'm, and this may be come up in, in later on as well, like if we keep playing this, if Evening Star continues for many, many moons, um, maybe you found another city. Yeah, and that would give you more, you know, places to build stuff in and things like that. And you can start setting all, all that stuff up. Very Civ, Civ-esque, um, building your districts. Okay, all right. So let's do this because it'll help Mark and it'll help everyone. Let's decide what our month one building is and let's do so by assuming we will get at least 4,000 gold from Lady Vanifer during this month. So our to- right now our treasury is uh, 3,450 it'll be 7,450 at least. It could be 1,000 more. So what do we want to spend 7,000 gold on? I'm a big fan of spending almost all the gold. <laughs> Not going to do us any good sitting in our treasury. Yeah, it can't make, it can't make, the, the interest rate right now in Evening Star is pathetic. It's like 0.005 in your savings what account. What would McStonks say? Yeah. I what think would McStonks say? The garrison should be month one. So that can be made first. And okay. then when we have, because here's the thing, the garrison has to be built for the walls, granary, and jail to be halved. We mm-hmm. can't make garrison and walls in the same month unless well, we, we can, can make Mark. We can make garrison and wooden walls because the wooden walls have to be complete before the stone walls, and garrison well, only reduces stone walls. It says no, any garrison walls. reduces any walls. Oh, But your, that, your quarry reduces stone walls by 100 gold. Exactly. Yeah. Can we uh, okay. say we're going to build these in the same month, but we're going to do them in order so we get the half? I need to work out. So I originally had it that you can only build one building a month at your current kingdom size. As your kingdom gets bigger, you have more people, so you can build more things. Mm. I might tweak that and say you can build two things in the in in a month. Um, but assume one for now, and I'll do some I'll do some thinking ready for the next episode if I can. Um, if we only get one, my monetary mind is saying 
garrison. I will say, in terms of building walls, because you normally need four walls to complete the thing, mm -hmm. four walls will count as one building, but you have to pay for them individually, mm -hmm. kind of idea. So. so I'm on Mika's page where monetarily I want to do garrison, but I think as the RP, I want to get walls around the city as soon as possible. I agree. Like, I think it might be worth the extra, like, losing the it is price. It is only a, a little bit, because for four... Um, You're lose out on some gold. But. For four wooden palaces... Oh, no, it's 400 per quarter. Yeah, Fuck. We're, we're, we're basically we're Fancy. losing 800 gold by doing it a month early. But I really think that even even not just RPing, but I think especially RP, like having the walls up as soon as possible yeah. seems like the right That's thing true. to do. I mean, you, you never know what's going to happen, right? Like literally a, a, a group of, of giant spiders could come out of the woods and attack the town. Like when it's in a couple of weeks time. Minus one. Mm hmm. Does that it mean... reduces it reduces your unrest okay, by one, like, which I know. Why would so adding it's walls like, it's make like them plus mad. one? Yeah, okay. it's it's like plus one basically gotcha. instead. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, my yeah. Math that's line. confusing. That's okay. my fault. That's confusing. no worries, no worries. Um, um, so yeah, I agree with walls. Okay, and and if if Marx happens to think along the lines of like, I mean, a tower is not really a building. They're putting the walls up anyway. I'm, since there's nothing to reduce the tower prices, I would argue that throwing towers up at the same time is not a bad money move. Like, if the contractors were like, we'll give you a package deal since we're already building the wall. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll offer you a devil's bargain because I love that. That's like a favorite RPG term for me. You could probably you could probably pressure the people of Evening Star to work extra hard and build the watchtower, but that could make them, you might need to make a, you might need to make a morale check. Like, I might make you say, if you can succeed a morale check, you can convince them that this is in their interest and they'll do it. And if you fail, maybe that increases unrest. Or like, or maybe they don't do it. Or if you fail really badly, it increases unrest. And they're like, you're trying to force us to work like slave drivers kind of stuff. Counteroffer. Our defense Counter -offer. boost is really high right now. Adding watchtowers that only give defense can come after we get the stone walls and get this kingdom quest done. Guys, I can't believe you're not building the stalling alley. I, I put it. I was like, stalling alley. Mark, gonna be get out of here. For get out of here, DM. Mark, get out of here. I love stalling, but I, there's no. Get out of here. If, there, if there's no walls, the stalling alley is gonna be covered in blood. Mark, blood <laughs> and spiders. Do you want bloody stalling? <laughs> Do you? No one um, wants bloody stalling. <laughs> I did. I, I deal with bloody stalling on a month by month basis. I'm 35. <laughs> trust me. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna put a pin in that. I don't want to put a pin in that. <laughs> no, you definitely like, trust me. Right. Let it go. Go down and let it go down. <laughs> um, um, but that's that's just my my take on the watchtowers, only because they only add defense. Let's let, let me put it this. Let's let's put a pin because I've got a vague idea of what you guys want to do now, and I I can figure out the rest from this now. Because what I think we'll do is beginning of next episode, we will do the kingdom turn, which is like rolling some stats and deciding the buildings and paying the money and stuff like that. So that then we can jump into like going to see Lady Vanifer, do some cool RP stuff with that. But also don't forget like the the buildings and like constructing the buildings and gathering income that takes place in an in-game month. So if you guys are like, let's go check out that tower, or we want to go investigate the Fey Wild stuff in the 
in the woods or we want to you know agnes is like i want to go and find my my druids i want to go and do like maybe you guys will want to go off and do you know solo things that you want to do like we can do those things whilst that month is taking place as well so um don't you feel free to have a chat like in our discord and figure out what you want to do and make those plans as well i'm more than happy for you guys to kind of like take this away and and have a think and then come back into it because it is a lot there's a lot here i'll try and share in like all like the the details and if you've got questions i'll ask it but th there's also going to be a lot of me saying like oh yeah that's kind of yeah that doesn't work let me change it and we'll do this instead but um we can do some fun stuff with that cool how's that sound great, great. epic cool all right. Well, I think we should, uh, it's a little bit early, but I know we've got a uh, white text friend has got to shoot off um, and stuff like that. So I think we're going to pretty much kind of wrap things up here because uh, I've got a good idea of what you want to do. Unless there's any any little scenes or anything you guys want to, anything you want to close out on. Uh, I feel very riled for this. <laughs> this is very good, Mark. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's 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 something that I've been thinking about for a while. Like, uh, what do you guys think of like having the little quest cards? Does that like, love it. I love is that, that good? Like, it gives you like so a kind much. of like you can see what you're going to get and you can clearly yeah. see what's kind of like on the it's just on the a bulletin board in my favorite RPG yeah. game, and I just get yeah. to walk up to him and go. Boop, boop, boop. Okay, that's cool. I'm glad you like that. And like things like that, I'll try and um, throw things in randomly, like where it's like, right, Aaron has got a kingdom quest and it's this, and you need to go and do it. And I'll try you can and come call up with it stuff. Dusk's clipboard. That's clipboard. But also, no, clipboard. if you guys have something that you as your characters like, you know, if Agnes is like, I really want to go and learn more about like the wildfire druids and stuff, we can make that a personal quest. And like, I've got some stuff. I actually already have some stuff for uh, Agnes and Azara, but I want to talk to you guys maybe off off uh, away from the, the stream just to check in that it's something you would be interested in doing. Um, but like giving you a very clear like, if you do this thing you'll get a cool reward. Like, if you do this, you'll get a level up for the whole party. But it's, like, going to be a big, big thing. It's going to be, like, a, you know, really develop this this character element that you want to do and stuff. And then for, awesome. for Clive and Shady, like, have a think, because I feel like I kind of have an idea of what Agnes and Azara could build towards. Like, Agnes could, like, build towards becoming the next rank of Wildfire Druid. Azara can build her connection with her goddess and things like that. But for you guys, like, I'm not quite sure where you guys want to go. So, like, do have a think and let me know of, like, man, I really, this is, like, the next thing I want my character to, of, like, evolve into. Or, like, I want to achieve this. And then I can build some stuff into that as well so let me know and i know Sweet. for clive like is just a big you know happy go lucky lion man but do mm -hmm. uh do let me and know he's got a whole den to stuff. take care of are you kidding yes. me yeah, yeah, just evolved them today. I have one question mm -hmm. before we end mm. when we eventually meet a spy master can her name be leliana that's my, <laughs> my i don't know there might be <laughs> there might be some conflict of uh iop issues there is maybe. It, is Lily, lillian <laughs> Oh, Lillian. As long as Lillian she's works. a ginger and has a purple <laughs> outfit. And sure, sure. thank you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh yeah this uh i'm very interested to see kind of like which npcs you you uh you pick up on and who you want to recruit for things like that i i had some ideas of what you might do but uh we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes. i i want it to be known that i want Araborn to be our diplomat at some point he's oh, such a schmoozer and he's You're such right. a yeah, you know, I think he's perfect to just talk to people. Um, Except we're going to have to have a conversation. Don't, don't fuck everyone. You can't. Oh, no. Dip, yeah. Diplomats. Diplomats. Fuck. Like, you know. <laughs> diplomats, like, fuck. That's the opposite of the advice that we need, actually. You've, you've seen what it's like at, like, you know, things like the Olympics. Like, you get a bunch of people together. Uh, that's true. That's true. We need Shady's true. beep button for y'all. We need yeah, really. <laughs> Come on, man. I've, I've got one. I just never use it. It's like second, it's second language to me. You can't censor me. You can't censor me. I'm British. Uh, 
Thank you. Full circle, Mark. Good job. Full circle. Oh, the with that, right at the end. Yeah. With that, thank you so much for joining us for episode one here of uh, season four of Knights of Evening Star, uh, our little kingdom management in Cormier campaign. Um, let's do some uh, shout outs, starting with Mika Burton. <gasps> My name is Mika Burton. You can find me at Mika Burton on Twitter or Instagram, or you can follow my horse Instagram at Mika Strides. I have horse. Weird fucking sentence. Uh, I love him. Um, everything that is coming up that I'm doing is completely NDA. Um, so, Anna. You can find me at Anna Prosser all over the internet, including AnnaProsser.com. If you want to check out my professional stuff or get in touch with me to hire me for things, you are welcome to do that. Uh, you can find my dog on Instagram at Happy Nisky, and you can find the clothing company that Nate and I run that is inspired by fantasy RPGs and especially Dungeons and Dragons that you can find at cantripbrand.com if you like subtle streetwear that starts a conversation if you're in the know. Shady. Ooh. I like that. Hi, guys. You can find me at Shady Penguin most places, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Twitch. You can also find me in the middle cover on YouTube from Nate Wants the Battle uh, by Jimmy World. But we did it better. I will tag Nate. Wow. I'm the other person in the Nate Wants to Battle the middle cover with Shady Penguin. Uh, I'm on Spotify, so go listen to me there. That's all music. Not, that matters in my life. Mark. <laughs> wow uh yeah you can find me i'm at sherlock underscore humes sherlock and then humes but it's it's like Holmes, but with a u instead of an o you can find me there uh the main thing i do is my DD show high rollers DD, which is our british DD show we've been doing it for a long time uh i'm i love the show we're in a very epic high level campaign at the moment you should come and watch it i'm super proud of it and i want more people to watch it uh come and check that out uh you can also follow me on yeah twitter twitch uh instagram all of that kind of good stuff uh you can find me there and and here uh, for Nights of Evening Start with my dear friends who I've missed. And it's been really great getting back into this. I'm really glad that we're kind of doing more with the Kingdom stuff. Like we did like the kind of wacky hijinks with the, the Candlekeep Mysteries. And we did the sort of like more kind of epic adventuring stuff with the Shadowlands. But I kind of love like the kind of Kingdom and like the NPCs like messing around with Baragon and Erez and Aaron. I want to do more of that stuff because I think that that's going to be, that's going to be real fun. So. Hell yeah. Ooh, sweet. Nice. Nice. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, White Text Friend. And we will see all of you lovely people uh, very, very soon. Take care. Till next time. Mwah. Adios.